You guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, you need to. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcast, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Mimesis, the podcast about all the twisted ways that art and life imitate each other. I'm Stacey Rourke. And I'm Sandra sheriff Ackerley. And we're your hosts on this zany adventure. <laughs> and we're actually in the same room. We are. It's a little weird. It is. <laughs> but it's great. It is. <laughs> it's been 30 episodes since we've done this together. That's a lot. I know. And as we were getting set up, uh, I usually see her on the screen. And I was like, I can't see you on the screen. What's going on? Turn she had to, to yeah. your right. <laughs> she was like, just just look at me. I'm over here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That works good. <laughs> so we got through Christmas. We, we had to did. do Christmas together this year. That yes. was big fun. Well, I was worried that we weren't because Evan got sick. But yeah. Thankfully, he is no longer sick, and we are able to do Christmas together. <laughs> we did. We did it on Christmas Eve, which is good because my husband actually ruined Christmas. We'll get to that in a minute, but first, I have to say I have a new favorite Christmas tradition. Yes. Oh my gosh, it was so much <laughs> it fun! Was so much fun. I like. We need to like up it next year and do other things, not just candy, like lottery tickets and money. Oh, I'm not even talking about that. Oh. One. <laughs> I'm talking about the temporary tattoos that you brought oh, down. Yes, that was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh. Everybody covered themselves with temporary yes. tattoos. They were all over all over us. It was funny. I do have to say, um, we went shopping yesterday. Yeah. And met some of my husband's coworkers. And Ellie was talking to somebody and she turned her head. Well, it's it's been a few days yeah. since Christmas. And she had put like a tattoo on her neck. And it had pretty much worn off, so it just looked like she had a hickey. <laughs> so when we got home last night, I was like, you need to go scrub that the rest of that off because it looks like you got a hickey. So, <laughs> But that was That's a lot funny. of fun. Yeah, I really thought you were talking about the game with the uh, strings. Yes, we put a different kind of candy yes. on paper, paper plates, plates and we fed, they were all attached to strings and they, we fed the strings through a cup yep. and you had to pull the string and, and you then, got that kind of candy. Yes. Which was a lot of fun. Next year, we're going to do lottery tickets and money, cash. money and <laughs> add to it. That was a lot yeah. of fun. That was good. That was a good one. It was fun. Yeah. It was. And it was then the next Christmas. day. What? I said it was a good Christmas. It was. Um, and then the next morning, we were supposed to host Christmas 
with um, some of my husband's side of the family and he got out of bed. He watched the kids open their presents. He opened his own and was very like flat emotion wise. Yeah. He like didn't show any kind of emotion about his presence. And then as soon as we were done, he just went, I don't feel good. And he went back to bed and slept the rest of the day. So we couldn't even have people over. We had to kind of quarantine. And Yeah, when you texted me that, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Did we get you sick? And then I'm like checking everybody's fever. I'm like, no, we're not sick. <laughs> and then you're like, none of us really got sick. So I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, honestly, what I think it is, he works in retail. Yeah. And the pre-Christmas rush, right. I really think he just worked himself right to the point of exhaustion. Yeah. So. Yeah. But he's better now. And we got through yeah. the new year. We're finally into Yay. 2023. Let's see what this has in store for us. Hopefully all good things. Nobody claimed this year. No. Let's just hope it comes in quietly and sits down and doesn't bother anything. <laughs> yeah, we're not saying that this is my year. I'm going to do this. No, I'm, I'm going to survive this year. <laughs> yes, that's as far <laughs> as we're going. Um, we do have a new little piece of business we have a new cute little jingle at the beginning of yes. our episodes it's brought to you by gray cafe yes that's a friend of mine's husband put that together for us yes i love it it's i do too cute. i like it all ours nobody nope. else can steal it nope just ours Nope. just for us so thank you to gray Ca cafe for that we're very very pleased of it yes uh, any other business we have? Um, yes, we are starting an adventure into TikToks. That's right. <laughs> We're going to start being in your faces a little bit. So you yeah. can put faces with the, the voices. voices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that'll be fun. We did our first one tonight. We already have a blooper reel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we always have those. Let's yeah. be real. My daughter was recording it for us, and after the second blooper, she was like, you guys are not good at this. <laughs> she said, we're not good. Yeah. Because she also forgot to turn the camera. <laughs> yeah. She was like, that's not good. You're, you're not good. Yeah. At least she's honest. Yeah. So so we've got that going on. Um, For today's episode, we have something kind of fun going on, too. Yeah. I don't even know what's going on. Well, that's right. I have not told you no. what this is all about or what the mimesis is. Not at all. And I'm going to get into it quite a ways before I tell you what the mimesis here is. Okay. So you can see if you can figure it out as we go along. Okay. So it's like a mystery. It's a mystery. I like mysteries. And I will tell you it's based on something you do know. Okay. So dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Now, this is going to be a short one. There's not like a ton of research that has gone into this. So um, if it's a mini, it might be a mini. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Hey, all Mimesis episodes are great episodes. So that's right. S size doesn't matter. <laughs> it's how you use it. It's how you use it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Journey with me now. Back to the year 1563. Okay. A man named Frederick Thomas Linwood was born in England. This was during the English Renaissance. Um, and it, during this time, it was very common for families to have fresh foods delivered to their homes. 
a lot of times they didn't pay for this service which, yeah you know so it was like the og version of uber eats but without all the fees that they had <laughs> hey we're getting back to the old times but new times i do enjoy that I do i've enjoy been that. enjoying that here because we don't really get that at home we can have anything delivered here yeah and i love it it's awesome yeah I did see, speaking of Uber Eats, look at this. I'm already going off on my first tangent. I saw um, on Facebook a woman who was complaining that she had ordered like $300 worth of groceries from Instacart. Mm -hmm. And the delivery person felt that her tip wasn't enough. So he was holding her groceries hostage until she tipped more. And she was apparently her husband went to the door. The guy was getting belligerent. He was screaming at her. And uh, her husband was like, no, we have a good size tip on there. I guess it was like a $50 tip. And the guy said it wasn't enough. So he left with the groceries. He never delivered. What? <laughs> okay. So 10% is $38. It was more than 10%. Wow. That's like, what, 15%? Yeah, that's that's a heck of a nice tip. 20% would be 60. Yeah, so it was. Yeah. What an asshole. So I'm I'm assuming this guy's going to get fired. And, oh, probably. You know, I, she'll get her groceries or she'll get a refund. Yeah. But I saw that and was just like, well, back in 1563, you didn't have to worry <laughs> about that. They didn't tell you, give me more gold coins or I'm not delivering your yeah. stuff. They didn't do that. And this was probably not cooked meals, right? Oh, no, no, no. This is this like is just fresh grocery. baked bread, stuff like that. Yeah. Probably like your eggs from, you know. So what I get yeah. delivered to me, Imperfect Foods. Nice. I love Imperfect Foods. What did you just say? Imperfect Foods. Imperfect Foods? <laughs> yeah. So they're like vegetables that look funny that nobody really buys. So like they... carrots that look like penises. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we buy a lot of that stuff and like they have bread products on there that they forget to put the expiration date on. Okay. So they're imperfect and or they didn't bake them right. It's too dark. It's too light. So we have a lot of fun with it. That's cool. Yeah. Never heard of that. That's I'll a neat have one. to send you a referral code. I guess. And maybe yeah. they'll sponsor us. Maybe. <laughs> okay. So during this time. Frederick Linwood would have, was one. Oh wow! Frederick Linwood was one of many men that took advantage of the the delivery food option um, by becoming a baker. But the the competition was fierce, and during this time, people were really scraping to get by. Yeah, um, the life of a baker was not a lucrative one. Um, the people that could afford to have these breads and things delivered. Some would purchase them daily. Others would just wait for special occasions. Right. Which meant you had some months when they are really, really struggling to get by. And then you have other months when you have just a ton of orders to place. Right. I mean, that's kind of the, how the bakeries work nowadays still. Yeah. I mean, it's not crumble cookie or nothing, but. <laughs> <laughs> Did like, you see this... that they're a little in trouble at the moment? No. Yeah. Um, I think it was Utah. They have like four or five stores that have some labor laws. They were, they had some teen workers that they were trying to work too much. 
Oh. Yeah. That's good. Man, they need to get their crap. They they need to get their crap together because yeah. I am a loyal customer. <laughs> to a fault. To a fault. <laughs> I think I only get on the Peloton so I can eat crumble cookies. <laughs> what i need to change my my peloton name to peddling for cookies peddling for cookies <laughs> i love it true that okay so some months it's really struggling to get by other months business is through the roof which is also true about the book industry I mean, yeah people aren't buying books for themselves at christmas time um even during the sales rushes it wasn't like it is now i mean like when you worked in the bakery, if you had a ton of orders, you had you usually had at least one other person to help you. Yeah. You had electric mixers. You yes. had all these things. <laughs> they didn't do that. They didn't have the electric mixers. They couldn't afford to have a staff. Right. They were doing this shit solo. Um, which meant their shifts would usually start around 10 or 11 at night. Yep. So they could have their orders ready by the next morning. And the only time they really slept during that was while the dough was rising. Right. Uh, these stressful conditions could also affect the quality of the product that you're yeah. turning out. You know, like if, if they don't have electric mixers, they don't have electric alarm clocks. So, right. you know, what if you oversleep? What if something happens and your product gets messed up? And it also depends on how the weather is because that plays a big role as well say more things what how does that affect it um if it's too warm your dough will rise a lot quicker if it's too cold oh, your okay. dough will rise a lot slower if you put too much yeast it'll just explode <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me okay so for christmas even though my husband was sick i made i got like the frozen bread dough and i made french toast out of that yeah. which was really really good but your grandma my mother gave me a recipe for making like almost a cinnamon bread yes. loaf and like you you roll out the dough you put the the brown sugar and cinnamon and butter inside you roll it back yep. up you put it in a bread pan yada yada yeah. yada you go from there i took out two loaves of bread one of them i was just making a regular loaf the other one i was trying to do this fancy rolly thing, thing with <laughs> i know i have two bread pans I could not find my other bread pan so i used like a um what is it like a uh casserole dish kind of but it what are the ones that has it a like a nine by nine a pan? brownie pan like that i used oh. that <laughs> so it spread out completely <laughs> it went wide yeah um and then i didn't cook it long enough so it went wide and then it went flat yep <laughs> yep <laughs> So it's this big like wad of dough and I was I sent a picture to my parents and they were like, well, how does it taste? And I was like, well, you know, it's not bad for biblical unleavened bread. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. So I've I, done that plenty of times. Have like, you? I've been really, really working on a sourdough. And yes, my sourdough's name is Alice. <laughs> so... <laughs> I've had Alice for about three years now. I think I started her at the start. I got her at the start of the pandemic. However, she had been started for like six months prior to that. 
um, I got it from one of my neighbors. And okay, so I feed Alice and I make bread out of it. And <laughs> I don't know what I did. I think I either overfed her or underfed her, but I could not get the bread to turn out. It was like hard as a rock, but still dough in the middle. <laughs> I don't know how I managed it. You made it. a hockey puck. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but that's where it's like some, like during the winter, I can't really use her. I have to keep her put away. And then during the summer, it works a lot better. I'm still trying to figure out what the hell Alice is. A sourdough starter. A sourdough. I don't know what that is. Those words mean nothing okay. to me. So it's flour and water that's just fermented. And that's how you rise the bread. You don't so it's use drunk yeast. flour and water. Yeah, pretty much. All right. <laughs> you were telling all of that story, and I was like, "What the fuck? Who is Alice?" <laughs> it's my sourdough starter. I gave her a name. <laughs> I had no clue from the very beginning of that. I had no idea what you were talking about. Yep. yep. All right, got it. I'm caught up. She's a temperamental bitch. <laughs> bread can be bread in general can be. Yeah. And these guys dealt with it all the time, yeah. like that said way. Segue. Mm -hmm. That was. <laughs> um, so, if the if the quality of the product that they turned out wasn't good, or if they couldn't complete their orders, keep in mind this is there's there's tons of competition out there. There's right. a bunch of other people, and you lose. You know, you have one unsatisfied customer. They're just going to go to somebody else, and you've lost that business in a time that you can't afford to, at all. So because of this. Um, bakers were kind of hedge their bets by doubling on the quantities that yeah. they needed, even if that meant kneading the dough with their feet. Ew. Ew. I don't want feet dough. Like, no, no. <laughs> keep your no. feet out of my food. Yeah, I can't stand feet. <sighs> Gross. Yeah, that just turned my stomach. Well, Linwood, he didn't handle the stress of this well at all. Um, basically, he took the Sweeney Todd approach to dealing with competition <laughs> by torturing and killing seven other bakers. Okay. So make yourself have more work, <laughs> cut them up and put them in pies, and then make yourself have more work. <laughs> I didn't say he ate anybody. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure he had to have. He might have. He might have. This is like back it, when food is scarce and people give you some meat pies. Oh, they're that's gonna true. be extremely happy. That's true. People were starving. Mm -hmm. That that very well could be true. Okay, so he's he's killing these these other bakers. But his reign of terror didn't end there. Between 1589 and 1598, Linwood's shop became a popular place for kids to visit. Creepy. I mean, why not? It smells like glorious baked goods, and they're probably hungry, so they're probably hoping that he'll throw a crust of bread or yeah, something. A burnt chunk or whatever. Exactly. They're hoping yeah. to get something. Linwood hated having kids running around there. Hated it. Um, he poisoned them all, didn't he? No, he he didn't poison them. Um, but he I, he did take another method. Oh goodness, he didn't he didn't call the cops as one would think. You got kids hanging yeah. around that you don't want. He didn't call the cops. He didn't ban kids that were there without their parents. 
you know, he didn't do anything that would make sense. Instead, he would use a wooden spoon or a rolling pin to knock them unconscious. <laughs> From there, he would taunt and torture them until he got himself worked up in a frenzy enough that he just killed them. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And again, maybe, maybe he used him, ground him up. I don't know. I yeah. didn't see anything about that. But like you said, waste not, want not. Um, rumors began to spread about people going missing and children. Um, they were starting to warn each other. But by now, Linwood found that he he actually kind of enjoyed this. Like at yeah, first it course. was a means to an end. Now he's like, this is fun. This is kind of thrilling for me. And the kids were staying away more. But keep in mind, they're still starving. Right. So he would lure them into his shop with a muffin on a string. He's the muffin man. And once they were inside, he would begin his cycle of torture and murder once more. And the children came up with a little rhyme <laughs> to warn others away. He's the Muffin Man. Do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man, the Muffin Man. Do you know the Muffin Land man who lives on Drury Lane? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up right now. So this kind of even goes back to our, our nursery, um, rhyme, our nursery episode. rhyme episode. Yeah. You Come had on. me going. Like, I was like, I don't know where this is from. Like, is it Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? <laughs> Until I said the muffin. Until you said the muffin. Yep. The muffin on the string. Um, it is believed that the Muffin Man's song is war warning of England's very first serial killer there had to have been more before that i'm sorry don't jump ahead <laughs> <laughs> now uh this was on drury he he was known as the drury lane dicer is what okay. they, they called him however some have a slightly different take on this there is another version of the song it's also an English version, but it's kind of translated a little differently. That substitutes Drury Lane for Dorset Lane, which is an area of Whitechapel, London. Does that sound familiar at all? Yes, but I can't place it. A certain killer who was never identified stalked Whitechapel, London by the name of Jack. The Ripper. Jack the Ripper, that's right. Um, one of the Whitechapel was horrible. Dorset Lane was a terrible, terrible area. And in fact, Dorset Lane is where Mary Jane Kelly was found murdered, who was yeah. the youngest victim of Jack the Ripper. Okay. So there is that little bit of a connection there. Um, is it possible the Muffin Man was Jack the Ripper? Who knows? Nobody knows who Jack the Ripper is. Nobody yeah. knows the, 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 the Muffin Man. You know, we don't know. We don't know. Um, some entertain that idea. 
No, I think it's two different. But that's the thing. That one, Dorset Lane and Mary Jane Kelly, that's where the similarities end completely. There's nothing else that connects those two at all. So, like you said, it seems unlikely. Yeah. And I don't think... Because if... Jack the Rippers, all the bodies were found. Yeah. Where, I'm assuming, Linwood, you didn't find any of the bodies. There's no bodies. So, I don't think that you would change that many killings. Change your style up. And the the Rippers' methods of torture and murder are so specific. Yeah. And, you know, it's we haven't really covered that a lot. I think, you know, there is a Jack the Ripper movie. Oh, my gosh. Johnny Depp is in it. What the heck is the name of it? I don't know. From Hell? That movie was really good. But I didn't think it was Jack the Ripper. Yeah. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No. Yes, it is. Doubting my knowledge of serial killer movies. Oh. Am I thinking the wrong movie, then? I don't know. From Isn't it like Purgatory or something? Oh, like no. The no, train? No, no. no, From Hell is um, because From Hell is a line taken from a letter supposedly written by Jack the Ripper. Okay, then I'm thinking of a different movie, I believe. Yeah. Maybe we'll... I Actually, I think that's a good one. I need to do From Hell and the real Jack the Ripper because yeah. that's a that's a good one. And I get to talk about serial killers more and we, <laughs> we all know that that's... I'm a weirdo like that. Um, so anyways, it's highly unlikely that uh, the Muffin Man and Jack the Ripper had anything to do with each other. And to circle back to the claim that Linwood was the first serial ki- recorded serial killer in England's history, um, that's there's no historical records to support that. Yeah. Going by historical records, the first serial killer in England title goes to Mary Ann Cotton, who was hung in 1873 after committing 21 murders. Of the people she murdered, she had she had 13 children. She killed 11 of them. <laughs> Why did you save the other two? Why? Right? <laughs> Were those Why? your favorites? Why did we... Did you just not get there in time? I don't know. Um, so she killed 11 of her 13 children. She killed three out of the four husbands she had. <laughs> Sounds like somebody else would know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, she killed one of her former lovers and her mother. Okay, then. So she, Marianne Cotton... England's first recorded serial killer. But wait, wasn't Jack the Ripper before this, though? <sighs> when was Jack the Ripper? Uh, he was in 1888. So she she was first. Okay. And, you know, I wonder if part of the reason that... Like, we don't know who Jack the Ripper is. <laughs> it's your phone. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she just dropped it on a metal tool. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, good. This is why androids are nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, she was actually convicted, and we know who she is. Okay. We don't Jack know who the Jack the Ripper okay. is, so maybe. I don't know. 
but he he didn't come until 1888. Uh, the other I was born a whole hundred years later. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> <laughs> you missed him by a hundred years. <laughs> you totally could have solved the case if you I would have. Um, okay, so the the historical records that name Marianne Cotton ties into the problem with this whole thing with Linwood. There's no records of him, his bakery, or his crimes. There's no historical records. No, like there's stories. Okay. Stories that have dated back forever, but there's no actual history, historical records to support this. Oh, that was Scotland. Never mind. What? The Hills Have Eyes. The, oh, freaking A, what was the name of the clan? The one we covered. Yeah. Yeah. They, the, but that was Scotland. Oh, Scotland. So that's not England. So, because <laughs> I was like, that was in the 1700s that they were murdering people and eating them. <laughs> but, and here's the other thing is I'm sure there were other people that did it. Yeah. But again, it There's goes no back record. to historical record. Yeah. I'm sorry, I did it. You did it. I you went this mic. whole episode and didn't do it. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm a freaking bobblehead. I can't stop whacking my head into my mic. Um, so that you know, it, that ties into it. I'm sure there was a ton of serial killers before this, but first of all, we, they, they weren't called serial killers back then. Right. That didn't come about until what the 70s or 80s. Oh, I have no idea. Um. But also there was no historical record. I mean, if we wanted to be technical about it, Vlad the Impaler could have been called a a serial killer, even though he was doing it for his country. Right. So there's that. But again, there's nothing that says Linwood actually did this other than the stories. stories that have been passed down all these generations. And the song that still and the song. song that still exists, which super, which super creepy. Oh my gosh! Speaking of songs, um, I can't remember what we were watching, and Emma started singing "Ring Around the Rosie," and I was like, you know, that's about the plague. And she was like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> you just ruined that for her." I did. You should finish it off by, and let me tell you a little story about the little pigs that went to the market. (laughs) Girlfriend, they weren't shopping. We just introduced her to Scream. (sighs) I need to give her a minute. (laughs) I need to talk about this. We literally, right before we we recorded, we watched Scream with her for the very first time. We had said when she came down that we were going to do this because it's Aunt Stacy's favorite scary movie. And I figured that she was old enough to have a scary movie experience. She did great. She, she was did. a trooper through it. But first of all, she's smart as a whip because she, she knew it was Billy oh, right off the bat. Instant. Instant. She was like, I don't care how pretty he is. I am not buying that. <laughs> she can call out the bullshit of people. She sees those red flags instantly. Yeah. Well, and dad and grandpa or grandma. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. She did great. She called out that it was Billy. Yep. But she also, you could tell when she was getting more and more nervous because she was talking more yes. and more. 
And she's like yelling at the people at the screen, you know, why, why are you doing that? Why are you doing, what are you, is that, is that the killer? Is the killer? Yeah. I don't, it was so funny, but she did great. She did. She did. But then she's never watched Jaws and she was like, can we watch Jaws now? We had to be like, no, we actually do need you to sleep at some point this evening. <laughs> it was cute. She did great. Um, but getting back to the Muffin Man. So there's really... We have all this story. We have yeah. the mention of Linwood and the things that he did, but we have nothing to really prove it, which means when with a question asked, do you know the Muffin Man? None of us do. No. <laughs> and that makes it even creepier, right? <laughs> Is this like a look in the mirror, say Bloody Mary, <laughs> if you're standing in front of the oven, do you know the Muffin Man? <laughs> I need you to do that. I need you to go home, open the stove, and say, do you know the Muffin Man three times into the stove? But you not, you have to make sure that your husband is somewhere close by and don't tell him what you're doing. <laughs> so he just walks in and is like, what the hell? <laughs> that would be great. That would be fantastic. So yes, that's what I have for us this week. The mimesis of the fact the Muffin Man could actually be a, a serial, serial killer. killer. That's awesome. I also have to say that the first idea of doing this show was sent to me by one of our faithful listeners, Jessica Sroga. She so, is faithful, yes. for sure. So thank you, Jessica, for uh, shooting that idea to me. I did not show it to Sandy, and I no. got to surprise her with it. So. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> so that was fun. Thank you, Jessica. Jessica's also having um, some rough times in her life right now. So send her a virtual hug, and we got your back, girl. We're here for yes. you. We are. You're always here to listen. And hopefully make you laugh a little bit. Yes. Yeah. So that's, I guess it is a little bit of a mini this time, but yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Because yeah, I yeah. think this was a fun one. It was. <laughs> I like not knowing what's going on. I'll have to do that again sometime. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah. But next week. Yes. I have a little bit of an oldie but goodie. What are we doing? Remember the Titans. Is that uh -huh. the one that Brendan Fraser's in? No. What am I thinking of? Um, remember the Titans has Ryan Hurst. Okay, the dude from Sons of Anarchy. Opie. Oh, really? Yeah. Have I, I seen yes. Remember the Titans? It's if got not, Denzel I'm Washington. I'm not sure I have. It's got the dude from um. It has Opie Friday Night Lights. It? Yeah. Oh, I'm not. I'm still not over his death on Sons of Anarchy. I have not watched it. I could not watch it. No. Uh, Opie was my favorite. And this is what made me became like an Opie fan. Like I saw him baby face, no beard. Aww. And I was like really into him. And then once he got the beard, I was like, whoa, Hello. <laughs> I like my lumberjacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Opie scene. Um, I, I have never watched it completely through. I watched it enough that like, you knew it was coming. I knew what was about to happen and I couldn't watch and yeah. I've never been able to you know what that's one show I've watched it faithfully I've never been able to watch it again I don't know what season I stopped watching at 
I would like to go back and watch it again and finish it because I've heard really good things about the later seasons. Yeah. But again, I didn't have cable or any means to watch it because that's when I was full-time single mom yeah and up <laughs> yeah it was pay for cable or pay for diapers and yeah diapers won out every time absolutely and paying for a roof over my daughter's head so yeah i wasn't able to watch it as much as i would like to but i would like to go back and watch that but yeah remember the titans it's it's good it, well i'm gonna have to watch it because i'm not sure if i ever have and yeah. now that i know that Opie's on it yeah. Uh, what I was going to say is like the show itself, uh, Sons of Anarchy, I consider it a masterpiece. It's, yeah. It was fantastic. It was a masterpiece. It was just that some of the episodes are so hard to watch yeah. that I just, I can't bring myself to do it again. Like I know right. what's going to happen and I'm just, it hurts too much. Exactly. It hurts too much. Yeah. I just can't do it again. Yeah. Nope. But so I'm looking forward to that. That's, and I yeah. think, I think I might have to do from hell. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Because I think we need a Jack the Ripper yeah. one comparing it to the movie. Yeah. And the movie is very, very different. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back because I don't remember it. I think I'm thinking of a different movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's hard to really do a successful Jack the Ripper movie when we don't know. Right. There's never because been... it's all dramatization. Yeah. We don't know who yeah. it was or what happened. So. Right. All right. We'll do that one. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Well, if you have any other show ideas that you would like us to do, by all means, reach out to us like Jessica did. Yes. Where can they contact us? Facebook and Instagram at the Mimesis Podcast. Or you can hit us up at the Mimesis Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. And, and I did that all off of memory. I know. I'm I don't so have proud my computer of you. here. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I do have to tattle on you, though. Shh. <laughs> I absolutely. This entire show, she's had to hold up her microphone. Yeah. Because she brought the whole thing except for the base to stand it up on. Yep. So that's all the way back in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered everything else. <laughs> Holding your mic. Uh huh. That's okay. We made it happen. <laughs> we made it happen. <laughs> all right. Well, soon we will have that. Um, TikTok, TikTok address yep. and we'll be able to share that with people as well. Yeah. All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye.